1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Well, Zach, I I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm and I am am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tiger. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. I'm your host Zach Blackerby, and joining me as he does every Monday, Lindsey Crosby, the Auburn banker himself. Lindsay, how are you?
2: I'm doing well. Christmas uh, was great over at the Crosby house. Good, and, uh, hopefully. Auburn can close out the holiday season uh, with a W on Tuesday in the bowl. How was your Christmas? Uh, it was great. It was fantastic.
0: And Auburn should be feeling pretty good about themselves. They got a huge gift, a huge present from uh, Santa Claus himself. When Jason Jones, uh, the former Oregon defensive tackle, committed to the Tigers on Christmas Eve. Look, a year ago on Christmas Eve, Auburn fans got Brian Harson with a really awesome press conference that blew a lot of people away. And then a year later, they, uh, they get their first transfer of this, this class coming from another Power 5 university. They've had a few JUCO guys transfer, obviously. But this is the first one uh, from a Power 5 school. And so Oregon coming in with, uh, with Jason Jones, a defensive tackle. And massive dude. He entered the portal on December 15th, Lindsey. And you'll recall, we were already talking about him on this show. It was on message boards and on our Twitter. Um, saying that this was a guy to watch even before he went into the transfer portal due to his ties with, with some of the Auburn teammates and you know him just being from the state of Alabama. He's from Calera. Um, so it, I guess it's just assumed that he has teammates or former teammates or friends or whatever it may be with some of the guys on the roster. So it was a natural fit. Harson wanted him. And look, they needed a guy that could be a shade nose or a zero technique, meaning they line up right, head up, the center. And I think that's what you get with this guy. 66, six, 300 plus pounds, Lindsay. Obviously, I think a guy like this is going to be able to help.
2: Yeah, he's he's filling that that Tony Fair role of like you said, line up directly over the center, you're taking up two, you know, two blockers every play. Right. You're leaving things open for a linebacker to fill in behind you to, you know, to to make their way to a play, keeping blockers off of them. And it's something where He's got he's got three years of eligibility left, redshirt freshman. So he's right. obviously been in college for a little while. He's already been through the weight room. Um, he's not a really explosive guy. He's you know, he spent time in college, but it's he just put on strength. So he's he's best inside, you know, inside the uh, head up on a center or a guard, something like that. Right. But it's definitely something where going into spring last year, we knew that we had Tony Fair for 2021, and then after that, we were looking at who's going to be that big body in the middle? And the thought process was Jeremiah Wright. He looked really good. Um, When he moved from offense to defense, there's reports coming out from ball practice. He's now practicing with the offensive line again. So it looks like Jason Jones is your guy to kind of slot right in uh, as that nose tackle who's not going to have a big statistical production, but definitely going to be integral to the scheme to keeping our linebackers clean.
0: Yeah, he does such a good job of not moving despite how many people are pushing against him at the line of scrimmage, and yeah, like you said, those things do not show up in the stat sheet, but the impact plays, and guys like, you know, maybe it's Owen Papo in 2022, assuming he comes back, that are going to benefit from a massive presence like Jason Jones on the defensive front. This guy is not Jeffrey Embaugh, the, the JUCO player, the number one JUCO player um, in this signing class that Auburn got where we were talking about, his ability to move back and forth and kind of keep up with running backs while a guard was blocking him, that's not who Jason Jones is. And that's okay. They're different players. But you watch this dude, and you can tell that he gets what his role is supposed to be. And it's to eat up bodies, eat up space, and make it where the offense doesn't move you. You know, The goal of an offensive lineman is to move another man against his will to a a spot where guys can run behind him and uh, Jason Jones does not like being moved because it takes a lot to move him. He's really good with pad level. He's really good with using his body in a way to understand leverage, and he does it without really the desire to make the play in the sense of getting the tackle, but I think he's going to free up a lot of uh, Auburn's defenders in 2022, and look, that's kind of what we think this Brian Harson culture is, right, Lindsey? I mean, it, it, this, the guy that's team first the guy that doesn't care about stats, that just wants to win football games. And watching Jason Jones, I, I think that's just kind of what I get when I watch a dude like this.
2: You can't be a selfish player and play for Brian Harson. You won't see the field. You won't, uh, you're won't. you not always going to be the guy to make the play. And it's yeah. amazing how many guys we see have already bought into that culture of it's about the team. It's about we're trying to go 1-0 here. And and Jason Jones very much like the job of a nose tackle is to be the guy who doesn't make the play. If you're making the play, you're either the greatest nose tackle ever or you're failing at your job. Right. And so he feels like a guy who he's going to be happy if he goes in there and he has a a guard, gets a gets a late hit penalty in the fourth quarter because he's so frustrated because he's been going up against Jason Jones for 57 snaps and hasn't been able to to get him out of the way and his guys keep getting stuffed. Uh, That's what you want. And I feel like that's what we're getting from Jason Jones. And it's a, like you said, it's a big get. He's a big boy.
0: Redshirt freshman. He did not play in 2020, but that year does not count for his eligibility. So redshirt freshman this past season, he played in 13 games for the Oregon ducks and he had 19 tackles and one and a half sacks. So, and I saw somewhere say he had 20 tackles. So if you want to credit that, you certainly can, but should be an instant starter. I think, The the other guy that I thought it could be, you know, maybe he'd be competing with would be Jeremiah Wright, just because we heard so much about him in the spring, obviously had that terrible injury after really having a couple of really, really solid weeks. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned it just briefly there, but Jeremiah Wright moving to the other side of the football is a fascinating one to me, but they need bodies on the offensive line and maybe they think Jeremiah Wright can be the guy that really steps in. I would assume they'd put him in one of those tackle positions. They just seem to have enough guards there. So, I don't know. That move surprised me. But when I think about it, I guess it makes sense. But there's a lot of big dudes now that can play defensive tackle for Auburn 2022. So, I think this could be a fun group. I think it could be a group that enjoys doing the dirty work. And I think they're going to make the linebackers and nickel players and guys that play in the middle of the field behind them look really, really good.
2: Yeah, some of that that NIL money definitely goes to your defensive line if you're a linebacker. You, you take care of your nose tackle. This man's getting his dinners paid for. This man's <laughs> well-fed while he's at Auburn because you need him. And the Jeremiah Wright thing is really interesting. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call it the Gus Malzahn special because we saw that quite a bit towards the end of his tenure where he moved yeah. the defensive lineman into offense just to have bodies. Um I feel like, I think he played both ways in, in high school, so he, it's not like he's brand new to it, but it definitely feels like it's very much a, we don't have enough guys to fill out a two deep or a three deep, and we need somebody over there who has the athletic profile to eventually start if the worst case scenario happens. So right. I get it. You hate to see it because he was so impressive during the spring, but at the same time, if you're going to take a player away from any position, it's probably something like the defensive line where we have so many players who look like they can be really good.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure that's a sales pitch because you, you, you got to think Jeremiah Wright has spent the last eight months recovering from this injury thinking, man, I was so close. I was probably going to be the starter. You know, I, I had a really good shot to contributing to this defense. Then the sales pitch of, hey, we need you on the offensive side of the ball. Like, I, I wonder, you know, from a motivation standpoint or just from, you know, a mental standpoint where you sit with all that. But, but nonetheless, that's, That's what's being reported right now. In just a moment, we'll continue talking about that offensive line after we talk about another Auburn Tiger saying that he is going pro right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by the greatest tasting protein bar ever. Yes, Built Bar. If you've been listening to this show at all, you know that we love Built Bar not only on this show, but throughout the whole Locked On podcast network. They've got a ton of amazing flavors. All their bars are covered 100% in chocolate. And the stuff on the inside is absolutely to die for. And you eat it, and you're like, this is tastes like a candy bar. Heck, better than a lot of candy bars. And you look at the nutrition label, and you're like, wow. How in the world is this good for me? I don't know. I don't know, but it is. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is Built.com. And, Lindsay, around the holidays, you don't always want to go out to eat if your family's in town or... You don't want to eat the same leftovers over and over and over again. You had the same meal six times in a row. Sometimes you just
2: want the meal to be brought to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I mean, you do. Come to my house. It's 2022 or almost. We have cars. Bring it to my house. And right. Bring it right. Bring it to my home. That's right. With a, with a friendly face, bringing it to you. Fetch Me Delivery is the
0: place to go for all of your local meal delivery service. Fetchmedelivery.com. I've used Fetch Me. Lindsey Crosby has used Fetch Me. We love Fetch Both Me done. here on the show. And we trust the folks at Fetch Me with our family's dinner. And if you know me and Lindsey, we're food dudes. And so we, if we're trusting people with that, it means something. So uh, go to, yeah, download their app. It's free. Or go to their uh, their website. And uh, when you put in that order, use promo code LOCALMEAL. It'll make it a little bit cheaper for you and your family. Fetchmedelivery.com. All right, Lindsey. Smoke Monday's going pro. And this isn't a huge surprise. I think there was some kind of hinting. because A few weeks ago, Kobe Hudson, apparently. I didn't see it. I just read about it. Um Talked about how you know 2022 is gonna be hype and and you know smoke Monday's coming back. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's happening. So but Kobe Hudson is a natural wide receiver. There's no question about that.
2: But so natural. 2022
0: is so big for Brian Harson for several reasons. But there was so much talk when Bo Nix entered the portal of okay, Harson's the Brian Harson era at Auburn is now beginning. It is now upon us because now we get to see Harson fill in the gaps of this roster. With his dudes, his personality. And I think Smoke Monday was still really tied to Gus Malzon. At least I felt that. I think he was kind of tied to that, or, or at least Kevin Steele. You know, I think those guys were kind of in, in, in tandem for a long time. So I think it's cool to see Brian Harson already kind of paving the way for all of this. And look, I think Harson has all the respect in the world for Smoke Monday. He talked about it in the media a little bit last week, saying, he respects guys like Smoke for going out and playing one more time for Auburn when uh, when several guys have already declared for the draft aren't playing. And he said no disrespect to those guys, but you, you can tell Harson loves loyalty, he loves respect and honor and all that good stuff. So, props to Smoke for uh, for sticking it out. And Auburn fans listening, I, I'm sure you're uh, you're appreciative of that. But do you agree with me that he was kind of tied with the old regime, and now uh, Harson went out and got the number one JUCO safety? in college football and he'll be an Auburn tiger in 2022. You got to think that's going to be a clear-cut guy either him or Donovan Kaufman perhaps, which he played a lot of safety uh before he got injured at Vanderbilt last or two seasons ago now. Either way, guys that Brian Harson brought in.
2: Yeah, and Smoke Monday playing in the bowl game despite wanting to go pro. It very much reminds me in that first segment we were talking about like Harson likes guys that aren't selfish and are willing to put the team ahead of themselves. Good point. And if you're a guy who's looking who's going to get drafted and, and you still are coming back for your bowl game, having seen instances in the past, and I'm thinking of of tight end Jake Butter, I'm thinking of um, linebacker Jalen Smith, you know, who get hurt in the bowl yeah. game and fall in the draft, I mean, that's exactly what Harson's looking for. And so I think that's why Harson came out and was so complimentary of him and said, Hey, like this is a guy. I respect what he's doing. I love that he's going to be here for the bowl game because right. Harson acknowledges That's the mentality he wants. But, I mean, you're right. He is a player that's very strongly connected to the Gus Maljahn regime Mm -hmm. uh, simply because of the prominence he had. I mean, uh, he was was one of the most frequent non-starters his freshman year as far as playing time was concerned. He was on the field quite a bit for a non-starter and then obviously has started ever since then. So, um, this switch over to whether it's Gilbert, whether it's Coffin, whoever it may be, you know, this is kind of – we are at the point now where most of the defense is going to be guys that Harson and company have brought in themselves. Yeah. Um, if Owen Papo comes back, there's not a team in the country that would not welcome him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd hope he would, but even still, that defense kind of is now Harson's. And then the offense, when you're picking a new quarterback, the offense now is going to be Harson's offense, uh, no matter who's behind center simply because it's going to be a guy one way or the other that either he brought to Auburn yep. or he chose to be the quarterback himself.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a few offensive linemen that Harson and his staff did not bring in. And then it'll be fascinating to see what happens at corner because Jalen Simpson and Nehemiah Pritchett, I think, will both play. So, But outside of that, yeah, I mean, the vast majority of this team, Colby wouldn't, depending on what he does. But yeah, which is just amazing to think about. How quick roster turnover is in college football now? Like, that's, that is mm-hmm. crazy. You're going into your second, not your second season is done. You're going into your second season and most of the guys are your guys. Like, that is, that is wild
2: to me. This was a stat that came up around LSU week, but whenever broadcasts talk about how, like, this team hasn't won, you know, I- at this place and however long I'm like, none of these guys, it doesn't Doesn't. matter. None of that matters. None of these guys were here. The coach wasn't here. It's complete. It just happens to be the, the, the Jersey is the only thing that you're talking about. And so just thinking about where Harson is like, you think he had known one year ago that he would be replacing two thirds of his team? Like, it's just wild to me. I can't, I can't believe that that's, That's where we are, but that's where we are. Yeah, he didn't know who
0: Jason Jones was two years ago. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, it's it's a super interesting thing. But I think he's working. I think he's working it. I think he's adapting. And I think it's what Auburn fans want to see. Let's talk for a second about the offensive line. We touched on it briefly um, a few times already today, but no action on the offensive line front from a personnel standpoint yet. Um, Damari Austin, who's kind of been the spokesman of this 2022 class. It sounds like he's been an excellent recruiter for the Auburn Tigers. He tweeted out offensive linemen's coming soon. Or I think he actually said, oh, well, coming soon, which we can assume is that. But that's something yeah. to be excited about. But um, for the bowl game, Lindsey, Arson talked about being excited to see, you know, I mean, it's essentially a brand new offensive line. I think he's excited to see what these guys can do. And I don't think it's coach speak. I think he is going into that offensive line room, sitting down with them, looking at each one of these dudes in the eyes and saying, hey, all five of you, I'm making sure all five of them have eligibility next year. I think Brandon Council has eligibility next year.
2: All he has f- a super senior year. I,
0: I think he does, yeah. So he's looking at all five of these guys. He's like, if you come back, you have a chance to start. Go out on Tuesday and work your tail off and you can be a starter for an SEC team in 2022. And the projected starters right now, Lindsey... And if you think I'm out of line on any of these, please let me know. But from left to right, left tackle, I think it'll be Austin Troxell. At left guard, I think it'll be Brandon Council. This is a Brandon Council podcast. I haven't said that in a minute. At center, it'll be mm-hmm. Jaleel Irvin. Remember, Nick Brahms is out for eight weeks with a minor um, surgery on his knee. At right guard, uh, Keandre Jones. And then at right tackle, uh, Killian Zaire. I-, I think that's your starters um, going into Tuesday. But yeah, I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts on how this group can perform against the Houston Cougars?
2: So Houston's well-regarded as far as like the statistics of where their line is. So yeah. this is going to be, I mean, they're a group of five team, but they're one of the better ones. This is going to be a challenge for this offensive line. And I think a big part of it's what you just touched on is most of these guys have not started this year or none of them have been in this combination. And so, yeah. so much of offensive line play is chemistry. So much of it is knowing what the guy next to you and the guy on the other side of you is going, going to do on any given play. You know, you can't react to this guy without knowing that this, the guy on your left is going to hold this gap, that kind of stuff. So um, they have a chance to go out and impress. They have a chance to to become the front runner to start at that position right. next year. And I feel like like one part of me is I'm really excited about the prospect of getting to see new players and positions we haven't seen yet and a new combinations and just wondering what could be when I watch the game on Tuesday and then the other part of me is thinking: if we don't win this game, we have a losing record, and so we we can't afford to spend too much time experimenting because we have to win. And right. so I'm I'm torn between two extremes, and I imagine that this coaching staff has that same feeling times a hundred because obviously they don't want to have a losing record in year one. But yeah, I think either way, these guys are in great position to to become uh, the leaders of the pack. To start at those positions. I'm especially interested in Jaleel Irvin at center simply because Nick Brahms does have eligibility. He could come back for a super senior year next year. And if Jalil Irvin goes out there and does a has a really great showing on Tuesday at center, that's gonna make a really interesting conversation going into spring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Harson needs to do everything he can to get the guys that can come back to come back. Because there's I mean, is Nick Brahms great? No. But man, I think he's better than everything else behind him. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Jalil Irvin will be great. And that, like you said, is why it's important. But man, he needs to be he needs to be recruiting those guys hard. Whatever they told take Bigsby, to um, if you're able to, if you're able to, tell uh, tell those guys as well. Hey, today's show brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season. Sure, Christmas is behind us, but man, the new year is coming in in just a few days, and BetOnline will have you covered every step of the way as it remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to BetOnline.ag to sign up for a free account today, and when you make your first deposit, use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Lindsey Crosby, I want to spend the final few minutes of today's show talking about what most Auburn fans care the most about with what's happening Tuesday. It is not the bowl game. It is what is happening in Auburn, in Auburn Arena, as the Auburn basketball team starts conference play and they host the LSU Tigers, the undefeated LSU Tigers. And Lindsey, I was looking, I did an article for AuburnWire.com about this. I went to the four or five biggest ticketing sites. And there's a few where you can buy standing room only seating for about $185. And that's before taxes and fees and stuff. Or you can get an actual seat and I couldn't find one for like less than $500. And that is crazy. That that felt weird saying.
2: So a couple things. Uh, One... This is not a Will Wade podcast. Me and all my homies hate Will Wade. You said it, not me. Uh, Thank you. Um, Two, Bruce predicted this. When Bruce got here, he said, if you are not on the season ticket list, go ahead and get on there now because there is going to be a waiting list. We are going to sell out. And he was correct. Uh, This is, I believe LSU is still undefeated. They are one of like six or eight college teams that are undefeated right now. Yeah, they're like number um, so, two in
0: net, I think. I mean, they're this is a yeah. good, this is a good basketball team.
2: So they they get to hold on, they get to hold on to that until Tuesday, um, Tuesday night. That's that's going away, but uh, this is a big game. I mean, there's no bigger way to start conference play than with one of the arguably right now best teams in the entire country. Right. And like, how amazing is it for us to say that? Like, yeah, it's going to cost you five hundred bucks to go watch a game at Auburn Arena because that's <laughs> how popular. Auburn basketball is and that's how good the program has been on a consistent basis for a number of years. I mean, us or five years ago, eight years ago, would have never believed this was happening.
0: No way. Is this the most expensive ticket ever in Auburn Arena? It has to be. I mean, you think about the moments early on in Bruce's tenure, like, when, when we stormed the court against Kentucky, like, obviously, that was cool at all, but I doubt it was sold out. I just, I doubt that game was sold out. And I'm just trying to think of another game in the Bruce Pearl era that has had this much energy around. I mean, I, for the last three weeks, I have seen people asking around for tickets on social media and such. And I've just, I've never noticed that before. Week of, sure. A few days out, sure. Day of, absolutely. But I mean, for like the last three or four weeks, I've seen people like look, Posting, looking for Auburn LSU tickets. And I just, I can't think of a bigger game that's happened in Auburn Arena other than the going to happen Tuesday night.
2: Yeah. Going back and looking, I mean, looking on, on Auburn's official site, looking everywhere else about like Auburn's most, like, you know, biggest basketball games in the last hundred years. There's nothing that I can think of that's, that's anywhere close to what this game is on Tuesday. And, and... Can Auburn win the SEC after losing to LSU? They can. Yeah. Uh what you're what you're going for here, this team is talented enough where the question is not, are we making the SEC tournament? Because we're doing that. Right. The question is, can we win enough and can we get over the top teams like LSU where we can get that coveted double buy? Because mm-hmm. I think it was, was it, it was either three, I think it was three years ago. It was that memorable thing where the Auburn played four games in four days in the SEC tournament. And at the end of the fourth day, I mean, these guys were sucking wind. They were gassed. And they didn't win, but they put up a valiant effort. And it's something where this team has the talent to win the SEC. But part of that is going to be dependent on uh, getting at least one buy, if not the double buy, so that you're not playing four games in four days or five games in five days if you win. You have a chance to kind of have more of a normal schedule uh, and have the rest. And our deep rotation helps, but that all starts – I mean, right now, arguably your biggest competitor to that double buy is LSU. And Mm -hmm. so that all starts this Tuesday night. I would imagine the football team is going to make it going to make prioritize making it back from Birmingham in time for this game. Um, I expect Auburn Arena to be loud and crazy, and it's going to be a great time. Um, If you don't have tickets, hate it for you. Yeah, if you don't have tickets, you're not getting
0: tickets unless you're going to spend several hundred dollars. That's just, it's crazy
2: to me. It is absolutely as somebody who went to the World too. Series, these tickets are more expensive than World Series tickets, which is blowing my mind.
0: Yeah, we sat, we had great seats,
2: too. We had great Although, seats. Oh, okay, them. correction. Third-party tickets for this game are more than we paid retail for World Series tickets. Third-party tickets for the World Series were over $1,000, so I'll, I'll clarify that. But this is as This is Auburn's version of a World Series game, pretty much. That's how the pricing is for this. You just wanted to remind people.
0: I know what you're doing. You just wanted to remind people that you went to the World Series and that the Atlanta Braves are World Series champs.
2: uh, I'm a baseball guy through and through. And, um, yeah, just want to make sure folks knew that my Christmas gift was the Braves winning the World Series. Braves are World Series champions, and no Mm -hmm. one can take that away from me.
0: Uh, That's true. That is absolutely true. No, hopefully, folks, uh, I mean, it's going to be a fun Tuesday. It's going to be a really fun Mm -hmm. Tuesday, I'm going up to the Birmingham bowl and then shortly after I will be driving back. Cause I want to get back in time for Auburn LSU. So um, I bet a lot of people do that. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun for sure. So hopefully everyone has a good Tuesday, but we got one more show to record before then as Charlie Tuesday will be tomorrow. Lindsay, what, uh, what else going on in your world? You want to, you want to tease anything coming up?
2: Yeah, um, I mentioned I mentioned I'm a baseball guy, and uh, starting soon we're going to be on the Lockdown Podcast Network with a baseball themed podcast. I'll give more details Ooh. next week as, the, as we get closer to the date of that. But uh, I'll be joining the network. Uh, Zach has converted me, yes. and we'll be talking baseball yes. every day. But in the meantime, you can um, find me on social media at Auburn Banker. Uh, you can hear hear me seven to nine Monday through Friday on News Talk WA and I, and check out our, uh, my merch at aushirts.com. aushirts.com Folks,
0: actually, right after we get done recording this, there's a there's a, a shirt idea that I'm going to pitch to Lindsay. So stay tuned to that. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn.
1: Hey, Prime members.
0: You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.